Hey everyone, welcome to the Traumatized Podcast. I'm your host, Juliana, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm so grateful to be here talking to you all today, and I'm so honored to have anyone that is listening to me. Um, Thank you so much for uh, just coming onto our little community. I hope that um, today's episode bring you a little bit of hope, maybe some inspiration, motivation, um, maybe a push to keep you going and to help you realize that it is worth it, that um, you do deserve to heal, you do deserve um, to be happy and be at peace. And um, I hope it brings you value in some way or someone else in your life. Um, And if anything, I hope that it gives you some information or um, a view into uh, someone else's experience. And yeah, so before I continue um, to the before I continue um, the episode, I want to um, just uh, kind of talk about South Korea and what they're going through, and just give them uh, um, just. I just want to ask you guys to keep them in, in your prayers, um, send healing vibes their way, as you know that they're, or if you didn't know, um, they had a Halloween festival, and there was apparently um, a crush or a stampede, and over 151 people died, and um, over 50, 60 more were injured, plus the thousands and thousands that were traumatized by this, so they really need our prayers our healing vibes our um love so i just wanted to just give my condolences to anyone who is uh, who lost somebody or is dealing with the trauma from that um you know event or that traumatizing situation it's horrible and it's so sad that um people could come together as a community um to celebrate and just to have fun and uh, you lose your life that way and I do want to say that it gives me a bit of like push to continue on my podcast because it shows me that uh, life isn't um life isn't long life isn't um what's the word it isn't promised like you can be here today and be gone tomorrow so I just want anyone who's listening to really um if anything if you're gonna click out I just before you click out uh just you know that you deserve to live a life um worth living um a life free of trauma and struggle and um peace you know and I know that uh, life is a series of ups and downs and uh, we all struggle with things but you definitely deserve to be at peace and to um just have uh, different tools to use when, you know, bad things happened. Um, so um, just to give a disclaimer, I do want to say that I am, that everything I do say today uh, on this episode and pretty much most of my episode, um, most of, you know, the episodes that I put on here is that I'm not a licensed therapist. I am currently in school for behavioral science. And some of the things that I do talk about, like if you hear me use um I guess, uh, terminologies, uh, I have learned them from school, but most of the things is from experiences, um, observations, and just, um, just things that I've learned, um, through my life, and I'm just sharing it with you guys, and uh, just take everything I say with a grain of salt, because remember that every situation is different, and what works for others may not work for you, and I just always want to put that out there, so, you know, um, 
there's always another way. That's just basically what I want to say. So, yeah. Um, so I first want to start off by saying that I am someone who used to have a panic disorder and general anxiety disorder. And I say used to because I realized that my acceptance of it caused me more harm. And I first want to say that I do believe that some people have a chemical imbalance in their brains and other factors such as trauma, genetics, etc. plays a part and does make it real. Um, I just knew that I did not want to be a victim anymore. And this is pretty much what this episode is going to be about. I'm, uh, I just kind of, I see so many people struggle with their mental health, um, depression, anxiety, uh, and just so many other issues. And I feel like I see, I see that they're kind of stuck or that they're, they feel like there's no way out other than, you know, just addictions and just other self-soothing method that are pretty dangerous and not, um, helpful at all. Um, and like I, and I also believe that mental illness has been highly romanticized and become somewhat of a trend in the media. Um, I see people that have, um, habits like bad habits, such as impulse control, lack of discipline, trouble focusing, addictions, etc., using mental health as an excuse. Um, like if a doctor has diagnosed you with a mental disorder, um, like I'm not saying it isn't true. However, I'm saying there might be another avenue to overcome the disorder. And I'm also saying that there's a lot of people who say who self-diagnose, and I think that's very dangerous. And it also takes away from the people who genuinely are dealing with these disorders. So whether you did self-diagnose or whether, um, you know, you seek professional help and you've got that diagnosis, I do want to say that, um, maybe, maybe try another avenue where you don't feel like you're trapped, where this disorder doesn't become your identity. Um, and, and I say this because I, I have seen, um, and been through the, I guess the effects of people and me making a disorder or even a bad habit part of your identity. In a way that has helped me um, to understand, uh, just understand and overcome, you know, my disorders um, is understanding the power of belief. And what you do believe or don't believe, for the most part, does control your actions. And I came to the realization that accepting my diagnosis as a lifelong problem is not going to help me. The moment that I started taking steps away from, you know, my disorders, my um, taking steps away from my disorders and making it my identity is when I started to see genuine result and started to live um, a life filled with more peace. And, um, of course, changing a belief that you have made part of your, your identity is not, is not always easy, of course, um, especially if that belief is a crutch for you. And I say a crutch because a lot of the times, and again, I'm speaking from my experience, is that I have used it um, as a way to uh, not further myself, uh, a way to essentially be lazy. And I use it as an excuse to... Um, not, you know, search for more opportunities or take an opportunity or go through with an opportunity. Um, friends, family, it's just, it has, it has hindered me in so many ways. And it's because I chose to use it as a crutch. And of course, 
in the beginning stages. And there are going to be days where, um, as you're overcoming, um, you know, your disorders, it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, and it's hard. I can't go through it. But as long as you understand that this is just temporary, I think it helps make it easier. And again, another thing is I believe that sometimes people also get comfortable in their misery. Like some people are genuinely comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that was my situation is I was becoming very comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like I hated the feeling of having a panic attack and having anxiety but it was also all I knew it was also it's 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 one of the things that I knew about myself that was a sure thing and I carried I carried it with me um, like it was a baggage and also like I was somewhat proud of it and that and carrying around trauma and burden and making it part of your identity is a sure way to live a miserable life and um, Mina, Irfan, Mina Irfan said it best, people become addicted to their suffering. And when you show them a way out, they experience something called cognitive dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance plays a huge part in why some people are stuck in their heads and cannot see a way out without a pill or a dangerous addiction of some sort. And um, cognitive dissonance isn't something that I... I like I didn't connect the pieces until a couple years ago when I realized exactly what it was because I, of course, experienced cognitive dissonance and I don't really think there's anybody on earth who has not. Um, and, and what is cognitive dissonance? And cognitive dissonance is a term for the state of discomfort felt when two or more modes of thoughts contradict each other. The clashing cognitions may include ideas, beliefs, or the knowledge that one has to behave a certain way. So an example of that would be if you believed you were a great singer and um, you were probably even validated by the people around you. So you know what? You decided to audition in a talent show and then and then as you're auditioning afterwards, the judges told you you weren't that good. And having someone pretty much tell you that what you thought you always were what you always wanted to be what you're working towards that you can't do it makes you extremely uncomfortable it puts you in a place of of almost attack and um i always say that when someone is not i always say but (laughs) scientifically and what i've learned in um what i've learned in my classes is that there are I believe three responses and that's fight flight fight flight or freeze um, and typically that is what will happen um, or that's how we tend to respond to things that makes us uncomfortable um, or or if we feel like um, we're being attacked and um, so you becoming a singer um, you auditioning f- um, in a talent show um, singing and then being told that you're essentially not good, it puts you in a state of of discomfort. You know, you feel like who I am, you're telling me that I am not that person. So a couple things will happen. Um, you can either accept the fact that, you know, hey, maybe I'm just not that good of that good of a singer and maybe I need to either find a different avenue of music or maybe really work on my vocal skills or 
you can deny it. You can think that maybe the judges must have something against you. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they just don't want to see you win. Or you can, um, or you can uh, remain in a very confused state and you can become self-doubtful. And it's, it's very scary. And for the most part, it's either acceptance or denial, right? Or it's just a combination of all three or a combination of two. But um, I would say most people go, you, like you either accept the facts, accept the fact and you make changes, um, you know, towards that belief. Like if you're told that you're not a good singer, you could either A, say, okay, I'm not that great of a singer, so I guess I'm going to learn an instrument or I'm going to maybe I could just write music or, you know, just you find a different avenue or you deny it. You continue on singing and auditioning. You keep hearing the same thing and you just and you just in a constant state of being uncomfortable and you think the world is against you or you just remain confused and you become doubtful of yourself and you lose trust in the people around you. So that's basically a long winded version of cognitive dissonance. It's basically a belief that you have is being challenged and um, in your mind, like your mind doesn't know how to handle that. So you either, you know, you either respond to it in one of those three ways. Um, so, um, and that's definitely something that I experienced because one, I made the realization. Okay, so first let me tell you the three things that I believe um, is essential to kind of moving through your disorder or whatever bad habits that you're trying to break. Um, but the three things that I did is uh, I pretty much, I took a step back and I evaluated my situation. So you have to take a step back and evaluate your situation. Like, okay, I'm just gonna say anxiety. Why do you have anxiety? Well, you can say, okay, you can have an understanding. Like if you were diagnosed already with a psychologist, then you'd be, then you'd move on to step two, which is talk to a professional or someone you really trust because sometimes you taking a step back and evaluating, you know, yourself isn't, isn't the best because you are very biased, right? So sometimes it takes an unbiased person to kind of listen to what you're saying and to kind of decode or see kind of um, behavioral patterns that was caused by your trauma. So, but Either way, you have to take a step back and evaluate what you're going through, um, why you believe you may have this disorder or this really bad habit that you have. Um, and then once you talk to professional and they help you decode and they help give you some insight, you're going to start doing your inner work. And step three is very important because a lot of the times we take a step back and we realize that there's a problem and we talk to somebody and then we realize that, you know, or not realize, but you think talking to someone is going to fix your problem, but talking to a professional or talking to someone you trust is never the solution. It's just, I think it's just a pathway to the solution. So it's understanding that there is a problem in getting off your chest, but ultimately you have to be the solution. Like your action is the solution, but you can't expect your therapist to be a solution um, and then you go to a psychiatrist and they give you a pill um, but that pill is just a band-aid and now I do believe that's you know some of the medication they they give certain people do help um, do help them and ebb them but I feel like 
most of the time it's it's just a band-aid and it's only making the problem worse in my opinion um especially with a lot of people that just like when i say you go to a therapist and you may you may it may seem like you have depression right and you're explaining everything um as if you have dep- depression but what but what you really have is just deep sadness you're in a perpetual state of sadness and staying in that state can lead to depression and you may have not had depression before but once you know someone told you or validated whether that's from a professional or from the internet it became real now you're like oh wow i do have depression and then it gets worse and you get deeper into the hole and now simply you're you're whoever you are and i have depression and you carry it around you and you carry it with you and it's constantly holding you back so those that's pretty much like the three things like three main things that i pretty much did to start to um I say to start being addicted, like stop being addicted to misery because like I said, you get pretty, I came to a point where I was comfortable with being uncomfortable because it was all that I knew. So once I took these three steps, now the hardest part was starting, starting the inner work and I'm still continuously in my inner work process. There's so much that I'm still doing to constantly like, you know, heal the inner child and just to move out of that make sure that my panic doesn't come back because anxiety is a feeling we all get right like we all get anxious over things but if I fester on what I'm stressing on about that will bring on my panic that will bring on a panic attack you see I try not to say my panic attack because I really want to distance myself from the disorder and again my faith also played a huge part so if you are if you're like a religious person or you're a christian or islam or whatever your faith is i believe that that definitely helps with um you know disconnecting from a disorder or just a really bad situation bad habit that you're trying to move on from so um uh Anyway, so the responses um, that I told you about, the fight, fight, and freeze, um, like I said, is, is it's just essentially a respond and just understanding that that's how you're going to respond to things. So once you know how you respond to certain things, like me, I'm not a, I typically don't fight back. That's the last resort. Um, for me, I typically, I flight. I would say that's one of my first things is I run, I'm a, you know, like, you run, you run, you run away from the problems, you run away from the things that's bothering you, you run away from people, run away from uncomfortable situations, or you freeze. <laughs> and I'd say, I don't typically freeze, I'm more of a runner. <laughs> so once I understood that that was my response to uncomfortable situations, I was able to then, like, I guess, catch myself. So when I saw... Because one of the first signs before I, I like have a panic attack or I go through a state of really bad anxiety is, um, you know, something bad happens and then I start trying to run. I start trying to get out of it. And then when I feel like I cannot get out of it, that's when the panic attack happens. So I have now pretty much become really good at realizing that 
um, like for for example, I just cut my own self off. But for example, um, like this past I guess two months, my car has been it's just one thing after the other, right? One thing after the other. My car has been towed twice. Um, my you know someone reversed into my car and it had to be in the shop and then my radiator broke. It was just a whole bunch of things going on. So usually back you know in my you know days where I really accepted this anxiety panic disorder I would be just going nuts you know I would be like just going crazy I would just be having panic attacks like probably every day twice a day not being able to sleep and um like I said I do feel anxiety but because I realized I was like oh my gosh I'm trying to run because like I I don't know if you guys know but I've I'm four hours away from home, so I really feel like if something happens to my car and like I don't have a car, I really feel stuck, so it really made me feel like running, so I'm like, oh man, I feel like running, that's a problem, so once I feel like, once I see myself needing to run away, that's when I'm like, wait, hold on a second, I gotta really take a step back, I gotta breathe, I gotta do some inner work, I gotta do some journaling, and it is hard, you know, it has, and I think it gets easier once you've kind of established like your response, who you are, what's bothering you, but all that comes with inner work, all that is like process and everything, so, but once I've established all that, I was able to be like, okay, and then I I don't think I had any panic attacks, actually, I can't remember, and usually I would because they're pretty traumatizing, so I don't, I didn't have anything, if I did, it was very mild, it was very brief, um, and like I said, I can have a panic disorder if I don't catch myself, so the key word here is catching yourself, knowing yourself, being aware, like you have to really know the ins and out, which is where inner work comes in. Um, so I do want to make a like a more long video about this where I really dissect it. I feel like I've just pretty much been rambling on, but I hope what I said got across. I hope that you guys understood what I was trying to say, and I hope that it did help you in some way. I hope it helped you have an insight. Um, I just want everyone to know that sometimes your mind is your biggest enemy. Your mind plays you know tricks on and sometimes your mind doesn't even want to be your enemy it wants to protect you that's why we have these responses that's why we have cognitive dissonance it's just it's a state of protection um so you have to really know yourself and know how you think and know how you feel and know your behaviors that way you're able to kind of you know go through some of these disorders because like I said, in the moment, it really seems like you can't get out of it. And I'm going to leave, like, the last thing I'm going to say um, on this topic is one thing that I've watched years, years, years ago when I was still going through, um, you know, the anxiety and the panic attack is I was working for this insurance company and um, there was, and we used to have, I forgot what they're called, conferences or whatever. And they showed a video and there was like motivational speakers that came and all that. And and they showed this video um, and I think it was from the channel Matthews M. And it's a video where Steve Jobs spoke and he said, you cannot connect the dots looking forward, only backwards. And that has stuck with me ever since. That's one of my favorite quotes. And basically it reminds me that whatever I'm going through, 
um, I have to sometimes get out of it and look at the bigger picture and know that this is temporary, that, you know, whatever's happening now is, is, is temporary. And looking, when I look back at it, I will see that, you know, oh my gosh, this is why this happened. And thank God I handled it this way. Or if I didn't handle it the right way, you know, it just all connects. Basically it all connects. And there's a lot of, um, things that has happened in my past that I'm looking back on it now and I'm like wow this is why this happened um it connects if I had reacted this way um then this wouldn't have happened or this would have happened and then now I know when something like that happens again I'm I'm better able to gauge what's going on and I was able to kind of react in the proper way and got the the best result the best outcome so yeah I think I'm just gonna leave it at that um, I'm going to link that video in, I don't know, like the description. I don't know how the podcasting work, but I'll find a way and I'll link it for you guys. And also, um, if you can, if you want to, don't forget to follow our Instagram traumatized podcast, all lowercase or not the pad, not the podcast part, but the traumatized traumatized <laughs> um on instagram and you can if you need anyone to talk to if you want to dm me um i'm here you can we can talk you know i just don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone i'm always here to listen um you know and yeah i think that's pretty much it i'm gonna end it here um so i just want to say thank you again for tuning into this this week's episode, uh, I know I was a bit everywhere. This is pretty much I, like a spur of the moment, but not spur of the moment because I've had this episode on my mind and I wanted to talk about it, but uh, it's not really concise, I believe. But um, like I said, stay tuned for uh, an episode that is pretty much more where I go deep into it because cognitive dissonance is, a, is like a big thing and I feel like it's not really talked about. It's not really understood. So thank you again for everyone who listened to me today. I hope you guys all have just a wonderful week um, whenever you're listening to this. Um, Again, my condolences to the people of South Korea and to anyone dealing with that trauma. And um, please remember that you do deserve healing, peace, and to live the life of your dreams. Thank you. Bye.